Hello, Billy here. Welcome to the K-Scope podcast. Richard Barbieri has a new album out on K-Scope entitled Planets and Persona. Richard, of course, most famous for working with Japan, Porcupine Tree, Rain Tree Crow. I caught up with him in London recently to discuss this album and the little tour which accompanies it. But from Planets and Persona, let's start off with this one, shall we? This is a piece entitled Solar Sea.
Richard Barbieri, that's entitled uh, Solar Sea from the album Planets and Persona. And you can see the 360 degree virtual reality video for that on the K-Scope website made by Crystal Spotlight's Miles Scarin. Imagines new worlds, colliding planets, ice crystals, volcanic asteroids. Said Richard, it's a totally immersive experience and along with the artwork, another important addition to the album experience. kscopemusic.com forward slash RB. I caught up with Richard for a cup of tea in London recently and asked him about the ideas and textures on Planets and Persona. The first thing I want to ask you actually is about the title because I wondered if it was a, uh, a way of bringing both small themes, Persona, and big themes together or it was some sort of reference uh, to astrology. The duality thing seems to happen in three different ways across the album. Uh, it's the way we perceive things that to us at a distance might seem beautiful and peaceful and calm. Yet if you were in the midst mm. of the actual um, atmosphere itself, it would be very turbulent and violent. Mm. So it's kind of this how distance can change our perception of things. And there's also kind of a duality as well in terms of the human condition, love and hate, good and evil. Is, it, is, that, is that a conscious or subconscious thing? Do you find yourself creating a piece of music and then... Um, wondering where it's come from and then trying to give it life by giving it that concept or is it the other way around? Well, no, you've, you've, you've actually just hit on the, on the third form of the duality, which is kind of the way that I tend to work. And that is, is a kind of, in an unconscious state, which is the, the artistic side, let's say, where you just start doing things without any, any particular thought. Um, working with very abstract start points, strange sounds, samples, um, tying things together, looking for ways of making things work. And then the next time you approach the work, you approach it as the logical kind of producer, as if you're looking and producing what your other self has done. And you start to think, I like that. I didn't... And it's an accident. You didn't know how you did it. Because it's extraordinary that you can do that without essentially using language. Mm. There's no words or lyric. No, no, no. That's the thing as well. Obviously, with instrumental music, you're, mm. um, everything becomes a, a lot more subtle, but every track has its own meaning for me. Mm. OK. The, um, the press blurb is very keen to point out that there's uh, organic textures on this. Mm. There, there's vibes and, and bass guitar and all the rest of it. Why was that so important to, to add those textures and make that clear that those textures had been added? Well, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to experience making an album as something uh, akin to how I used to make music. Um, nowadays, it's very easy um, to get drawn into the software and to the laptop and, and being at home and getting inside just your own mind, and you kind of forget what you really enjoyed about music. And what I enjoyed the most is being in studios, working with people. Um, it meant I had to spend more money on it. And I suppose if I was a painter, you could say I've given myself a, a larger palette with more colours. Yeah. And nice to get the contrast between the electronics and lots of acoustic instruments. And of course the performances.
process work then um, did it start with the textures and you asked people to add their parts or were you inspired by the parts they played which way round was it well I kind of I had things pretty well arranged but I think it's been done in with a kind of sort of jazz sensibility in a way in that the arrangement was was kind of set and a scene was set and I left it to the musicians to provide the performance and the the, the kind of focus so now, you know, I listen to the lead lines of the trumpet or the, or the saxophone, um, even the voices, um, and they're all performances and, and they're giving the work uh, for me the, the, the kind of meaning. But okay. so I worked in a more kind of, uh, I don't know, I took more of a, a, a back, background kind of stance, well, I suppose. That's interesting that you should say that because, of course, you, you have power's probably not quite the right word, but it means that once it goes back into your studio, into your computer, you essentially have the role of the trumpet player, don't you? You can take someone's talent, someone's part, and, mm. and use the best bits as you see them. How much did you do of that? Yeah, not, uh, a little bit, but not, not too much. Okay. I think what I'm probably quite good at is... Um, articulating in a studio situation uh, what I want from the musician. Right. I'm also quite good at, at kind of predicting whether they're going to be the right person as well. Okay, so were you there um, much of the time? Or oh, of course. Sent, oh, oh, yeah, right, no. Right. Well, you didn't just ask people to oh, send Oh, no, 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 no. No, these were sessions in uh, oh, Sweden great. and in Italy. Oh, very old-fashioned then, in a way. Well, that was what I was saying, that I wanted mm. to go out and get in the studio. So it was done old school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the only... The only overdub that was done via um, email let's say was uh, <laughs> Percy Jones oh, okay. so it must have been really enjoyable then as you say if you're with human beings again we talked briefly there about lyrics there are vocals on it mm. um, but they have been 
moved about to suggest that they are it's almost like their own language in yeah. a way would that be yeah exactly fair? exactly and there's there's two kinds um one is actually performed vocals so the vocals are live and performed to the track in the studio and not kind of um, affected by me at all and that came courtesy of uh Leeson Rylander Love who's this uh, amazing musician saxophonist and vocalist and also a, a kind of a controller of gadgets right. a magician she's a magician and um so she would do these uh, weird kind of vocals without actually it being a language okay um and it was almost as if you'd found the perfect sample and put it in there yourself you know right. but it wasn't that was live so that that gave the album something very different and exciting for me um the other use of vocals was using them in a sampled, controlled mm. way. But what I did was um, I sourced the vocals from various people, like my, my wife, mm. um, Steve Hogarth, Tim Burness, mm. um, and I turned them into instruments. Okay. So I synthesized them, I, I mangled them, and they all had the characteristics of different instruments. Okay. So Steve Hogarth stuff became like a choir. Tim's uh, voices that he gave me a long time ago pitched up were very kind of um, flute-like okay uh, wind instrument as well mm. so I actually combined those with real trumpet in places and then uh, Suzanne my wife's voice um, worked very well as a, as a kind of monophonic mellotron voice Okay, where where are we at now, Richard, with music? I mean, it's a bit of a broad question because I mean, you've essentially been doing this since what 1974, um, and a lot of it has involved using electronic instruments, which are, which is now the norm. Mm. Um, and yet, the music industry has kind of sucked into two sections. Essentially, there's the three major record companies taking up 97 percent of sales. Mm. Mm. And then there's this huge sort of cottage industry of which you and K-Scope are a part, which has turned music almost back into a, a premium product again mm. that you're going to have to pay that little bit extra for because mm. more effort went into it. Yeah. What, what's changed and what's stayed the same in the last 40 years? Well, like you've just said, really, what, what has stayed the same is what we've got here at K-Scope and the way... <laughs> Artists are, are making music they care about for people who care about music and okay. take it seriously. But this is dying out. The larger kind of um, access you have to this vast library of music, I think the less concentrated you become on it. Okay. Now, that happened to me when I bought an iPod. I put mm. all my favourite music in that iPod and I thought this is going to be the best thing ever. Mm. And I started playing it and about 40 seconds in, I thought, this is amazing. And then... I wanted to go to another track because mm. I knew I had this other track. So then I, I played that and I said, oh, this is brilliant. And then I played it. I realised I wasn't listening to anything. Yeah, you weren't actually listening to it. No. Because yeah. there are people that say that even if you're listening to music in a car, you know, you're not actually listening to it because it's an accompaniment to what you're doing, i.e. driving. It is, although that's how I listen to all music nowadays. <laughs> you know, I must admit, I like it. That was the one that sort of like thought, hang on a minute, I really like listening to music. I got, I got, influ- I got um, interviewed by someone from a hi-fi magazine the other day and... And they said, uh, and how do you and how do you listen to your music? And I said, in the worst quality possible. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Richard Barbieri from Planets and Persona. That's entitled uh, Solar Storm. Before that, you heard Shafts of Light, both from Planets and Persona out now. And Richard is going to be making some uh, public appearances, appearing as part of the Festival of Electronic Music in Birmingham on Saturday the 25th of March, a masterclass synth workshop Q&A at 9am. The Birmingham and Midland Institute, theticketsellers.co.uk. And then on Sunday the 26th, an afternoon and an evening with Richard Barbieri at 1.30pm and then again at 6.30pm at the Blue Orange Theatre in Birmingham. Same website, theticketsellers.co.uk. And then the London show on the Tuesday 28th of March, doors at 7pm, at Hoxton Hall, hoxtonhall.co.uk, kscopemusic.com forward slash rb. Now, Blackfield 5 is out now, the collaboration between Aviv Geffen and uh, Stephen Wilson, and long-term Stephen Wilson collaborator Lassa Hoyler has released a video of the track Lonely Soul. You can see it at kscopemusic.com forward slash a bf lassa said when i heard lonely soul for the first time i just felt it was like a scene from one of the many stories i've heard over the years of people's experiences dealing with depression and anxiety quick reminder of some live dates before i go tesseract are playing in south africa at the end of april they're playing at the french download festival on the 11th of june and Arctangent in Bristol on August the 17th. Catherine Ann Davis, professionally known as the Anchoress, her and her friends will be supporting Simple Minds in May and June on their acoustic tour. And Paul Draper, the former frontman of Manson, one of the most forward-thinking of all the 90s rock bands, has announced details of his first-ever solo live shows. In the UK, Leeds, Manchester's sold out, Glasgow's sold out. Still tickets for London, Birmingham and uh, Bristol. His EPs 1 and 2 still riding high in the top 20 of the UK physical chart. EP 1 has been in the chart for 37 consecutive weeks. Casecopemusic.com forward slash PD. I'm going to play a track from EP 2, the acoustic version of the lead track. Friends make the worst enemies. I will speak to you again. In the next K-Scope podcast. Ta-da. To destroy someone, you must observe these rules at number one. Everybody's got their weakness. Get people on your side. The effective use of lies is how to work. Betray yourself as a victim. Never trust your friends. Just keep an eye. No doubt about it Ooh, Can you trust your friends? Do you keep an eye on them? Are you safe as houses? Imploding history repeats my 
Your friends that hurt you. 